0: So uh, Rolando feels like uh, he got the short end of the stick. Yeah, Why do I you did feel...
1: <laughs> he didn't get the full experience.
0: Yeah. No garnish on my drink. The so, time. So today we have... <laughs> All right. So I'll, I'll give you guys a little bit of a context. Uh, so today we are recording a little bit earlier in the day. So we felt it was probably a little bit more appropriate that, you know, we don't start the drinking until at least... Closer to sunset, but <laughs> <laughs> it's dark outside. At least, at least when the sun's going down, right? So uh, we got some mocktails going on mm-hmm. for us today. Uh, what do we have going on today? We have a cranberry orange what and you tonic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you forgot <the> recipe <laughs> it's berries.
0: cranberry orange and tonic, and I threw some berries and thyme in there. So it's delicious.
1: It's very really fruity.
0: Good. Ooh, whose whose voice is that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh the other
2: voice?
0: Yeah the strange That's not Karis's voice What? <laughs> <laughs> the other male voice That's new in the room Like babe your voice Has gotten really deep <laughs> In right the last two weeks <laughs> <laughs> So anyway uh, who's, who's here with us? Hello <laughs> <laughs> There he <is. laughs> no, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that to, to that strange voice In just a little bit So we welcome back Our two co-hosts Who just recently came back From Italia, Italia. Yeah, It felt like we were there forever It does yeah.
3: I think It was our longest trip ever Like 12 days It was our longest trip Yeah it was we went on a road trip that was like 14 days last No, it wasn't. It was about 10 days. But how long, he, he how long were you in, how long you in uh,
1: Paris and London? That was long.
3: Uh, that was like ten not days. 9, 10 days. Oh, yeah.
1: Italy was two, 12 days. And we did like 10
3: cities. How many steps a day? Ooh, I think we averaged like 12,000.
1: So one day was about close to 20.
0: So did you guys… Get your passports eventually?
1: Oh gosh, that story.
0: Yes. We, we <laughs> All right, so <laughs> yeah. we got to start from the beginning because, okay. like, we know we know what happened, but I don't think our listeners know what happened. Yes. So tell us what happened.
1: So every time we go away on a trip without passports, bro tells me, look, lock them in the safe for whatever reason. Always do it, no problem. This year, I was like, I'm gonna leave him in the book bag, and then I was like, "No, you know, let me ask him. Should I put it in the safe?" He said, "Yes." The problem with this hotel was it was not by the front door. It was in a our bed was here, and then there had like an L-shaped closet next to it, and the safe was in there, It not was not by the front door. It, so it, it was kind it was of odd. hidden.
3: It was like the placement was pretty odd. Yeah, safe, but it's in the room anyway, right? Right,
1: right. But usually when we were checking out and we're, walk, we're doing like our rounds, pass by pass it. By, you can oh, see the safe you guys by the checked out already. Door. We were checking out, and we yeah, they left it when they're the checking out. The safe was not oh, by the no. front door, so we like we forgot. Forgot to look for it
3: Also typically I put my hard drives In the safe mm. uh, my laptop. laptop This time The only thing that were That was in the safe Were the passports So mm. That kind of made it Easier for it's us To like forget the passports So anyway.
1: we drove Four hours from Rome To <laughs> Florence And when you check in You have to have your passport uh-huh. with right. you. Or change money Or Yeah
0: Yeah whatever you need You need a passport
3: Yeah, yeah. The train usually requires A
1: uh-huh. passport So uh-huh. make sure I to check in In Florence <laughs>
3: Passport, you're yeah. like, oh shit. Our
1: passports are Rome. So we were like, do we drive back? Hell no, that's like eight hours of driving. And it was already like 6 p.m. at night. And luckily, it was the same like hotel chain. Oh, okay. So oh. they called them, they sent them a photocopy. So they checked us in. Oh. And they were like, mm, we'll ship it to you wherever you're going. But we were only going to be there for two days. So we, I was like, have my travel agent work with the hotel room to ship it to Milan, since that was gonna be our second to last stop. Mm-hmm. And then the photocopy that they gave me of the passport, I lost that too.
0: Oh my <laughs> God, you,
2: oh my God, you're the <laughs> worst. <reversed. laughs>
0: the next
1: hotel in Milan just was able to take our IDs and was fine with that. And then our travel agent was like, okay, you're gonna have your passport just in time in Milan before you leave to Venice. We didn't know Monday was a holiday, So no. delayed it. So instead of getting Wednesday, it was saying it was gonna get there Thursday. And we would already be in Venice at that point. So we just decided to go to the, the embassy and, yeah, the and
0: take together. care of it. Yeah. Uh, what about the new passport? You guys got a temporary one.
1: Yeah, they gave us an emergency passport. So you can
0: fly home with that. Yes. What about your original one? We, we got, got them back. We got, we them, got back. them back. Yeah.
1: I had to rearrange with the Milan hotel when I went to Milan to ship it to the US.
0: So but they're no longer... Uh,
1: valid. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So next time, next time when you leave a hotel, I hope
4: that you are yeah. focused to, yeah Oh, yeah.
2: yeah. For sure. You see what <laughs> I, did I did there?
4: Like that. <laughs> I, I know it's risky for other reasons, but because of I worry about the hotels, I always keep it on me. Am I crazy? Like
1: No, no. after that, we, we started like Googling yeah. it and people were saying like, always carry it on yeah, your person. I, okay. in in I, go, Italy. I, I always keep it on me. I don't know. I guess it was just a habit to just leave it in a safe thinking that I mean, it was better that way. But clearly it's. Well, it depends where you do. go.
3: There's a lot of uh, pickpocketing and, you know, robberies right. in certain parts of the right. world. So, true. you yeah. know, you don't want to get your passport stolen. Stolen, yep. Yeah. True. As but well. we made
1: it home, and I put a story of us getting our uh, emergency passport. I saw, and we had a wedding that Sunday, <laughs> so the groom. Hey, what's uh, <laughs> the- <laughs> well, he's like, he's like a chill guy. He was just like, oh, I'm so happy, cause he saw it was new passports, and he was like, oh, and I was like, don't worry, we make home. it home. Yeah, he was like, I sweated a little bit, but I figured you'd get here no problem, so
0: yep. it worked out. And then was it the flight back
3: where you had the the, the lady in front of you with the, her legs? <laughs> her
2: legs in-, <laughs> <That's>
3: <laughs> right. in the air. I saw. <laughs> that. that was crazy, and the the, the, the flight, flight. attendants. Or just walk back and forth and not say was anything. Was it a little girl? No. No, was no. a grown woman. Grown woman. <laughs> grown women the, just the like. The person
1: in front didn't.
3: They didn't realize it. Oh, they oh, didn't know. If no. it would have been me, the I would have. The person I in front c- of
1: her, her dad would like come from whatever aisle he was sitting at to talk to her, and you just see like feet. Like, why didn't you say anything? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The woman has her legs he, behind your daughter. He
3: gave her a nasty look, but she didn't care. Like, yeah. Just, she's oblivious to what was going on.
1: It was <laughs> great. Like Explain. manners, my yeah. my gosh. Would Talking about that? yeah, like if raised it would, by animals.
3: If I would've would have been me and somebody has their I would have kicked it, I would they would have Slap their feet off the headrest.
1: Like, oh my gosh. But yeah, that was our travel experience. And I can't believe um flight attendants like
2: didn't say Yeah, anything.
3: they kept walking back and forth, like like they didn't care. They didn't want to be in the next viral video. No, <laughs> right, right, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Seriously. This, yeah,
3: this yeah. was not Spirit Airlines.
1: <laughs> but otherwise, Italy was great. Food was great.
3: Yeah, it was awesome. You guys got yeah. your full bodies ready?
1: No. <laughs> we, we
3: thought we were, but we, I came back and I weighed the same.
1: Yeah. Which yeah, was, was, a, was a first. huge
3: accomplishment. I was I was wait while was That's there. a fail. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fail.
1: Yeah, you lose yeah. weight out there. We, <laughs> so much walking. We, we ate well
3: yeah. and we ate And uh, I ate everything inside. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You just we, don't
1: stop. Yeah.
3: And then to, to use the bathroom, it's easier to just stop at a restaurant for like a, a quick yeah, snack, yeah, yeah, yep. You know, an espresso. And yeah, yeah, so we would, we would do that constantly at right. yep. the bathroom. Yep. So you're eating all day.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
4: all
3: day. Drinking. Instead of having to go get a coin and uh-huh. yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah, public yeah. public
1: restroom. You'd yeah. pay the what three four euros yeah. to get a cocktail yeah. and go to the bathroom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Hey guys, welcome to Focus AF. My name is Ben. This is Jen.
3: This is Ro. This is Karis. This is Mike. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was perfect. That's actually perfect because yes. now
1: Mike just introduced
0: himself. <laughs> <laughs> and they introduced him, yeah.
1: <laughs> Who do we have today, Ben? Yeah. We have,
0: Who's this Mike? <laughs> we have uh, Mr. Mike Zawatsky. Did I say it right?
4: Yes, actually, it's perfect. Wow. <laughs> Not many people do that. So Could we Tom. just go, I'm pretty <laughs> special.
0: Yeah. I'm he pretty was, special indeed. <laughs> yeah, I've been practicing it all night. So yeah, we have Mr. Mike Zawatsky here, uh, a man who needs oh, no introduction. <laughs> yeah. Now he's a fellow wedding photographer here in uh, northern New Jersey. He's actually been in um at least in my peripheral for at least I want to say at least 2-3 years. Um and
4: even right now I am too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Literally. <laughs> Leave the dad jokes to me. Um but but in any case, yeah, uh he's been on my radar and I had the pleasure of uh, actually meeting him in person. I want to say maybe four months ago. That's or, it? Yeah. In person, yeah. Wow. In this industry, you, you, get, you get to meet a lot of people. You got to see a lot of familiar names and faces online and whatnot. But you actually… I don't, I don't think we get enough opportunities to meet people in person. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like why I enjoy doing these podcasts and stuff. Get Get to… Meet these people in person, yeah. It's a a very different experience. So, where did you guys meet?
3: You met him up there.
1: Oh, okay. Right, you guys had like a lunch or something,
3: yeah. It's It's nice. I didn't realize
1: it was the first
3: one. I'm I'm surprised that you guys took that long (laughs) to (laughs) meet. I had always seen his
4: comments in groups, and his comments really stood out from a lot of the other traditional kind of Facebook comments you've seen. I'm like, this guy really gets it. I, I agree with every he's saying about philosophy of business or how to mm-hmm. treat people customer service mm-hmm. so it was uh when he reached out and wanted to grab lunch i was like hell yeah because i've been seeing someone i actually agree with they're in alignment with so many things mm-hmm. it's uh it's nice in this industry to, to find someone like that and yeah uh, people like yeah. me sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you, some of the things you say because they're not what most people comment you know in groups that it might bother some people but what you're saying is right. So I, yeah, you
3: know. Everyone's uh, always blaming someone else right. instead of themselves. Right. Yeah. So Ben's I I know what Mike is saying. Like he, Ben's comments are like more of like, let's look at what's going on. Like, let's try to solve the problem. Self reflection.
1: Right. right. What you're doing yeah.
3: This career that we're in,
0: it's it's very lonely for a lot of us. You know, some of us don't have the pleasure of working with our spouses, you know, or we don't have a team or anything like that. We're, we're just solopreneurs. It's true out there, you know. And the only interactions we have with others are
3: online. Yeah. You know, so like... There's no coffee room to this bus and van. <laughs> you know, the, the coffee room is Facebook groups. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know,
0: that's, that's the water cooler. You know what I mean? And then sometimes we... It's not necessarily that we're self-absorbed. It's just that we're not exposed to a lot of other stuff. Or other people's thoughts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Because what's the conversation? What's what's the amount of conversation that we can get out there when we're out there in the field with mm-hmm. video people, floors, whatever? Yeah, the 15 minutes while we're stuffing yeah. our faces. Right, for our we meal? <laughs> if we're stuffing yeah. or, <laughs> yeah, if,
3: if you keep talking, you might miss
0: something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. So that's you know that's not the right time and place to do that. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's I, I I think there's a huge value in just just meeting people. Of Your industry,
4: you know, and in- I agree. Yeah, for sure. I
1: can't even remember where we met.
4: I've known Mike. Yeah, how do, I how know, do you guys? I've known for a while, but I
1: yeah. can't like I can't remember the first time we met. I remember uh, like definitely a
3: at a meetup. Uh, unique photo as well. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe a meetup at someone's my, portrait my studio
4: have, in near like I think, think the it was the somewhere. Uh, no. the
3: Red Bank meetup a long time ago. Like a BT meetup. Oh, there was a contest yeah. and right. It was I a was print one of the judges for the yep. And I think Oh, uh, that was a long time uh, ago Yeah, Unique Photo Printed all the Right The prints out Oh,
1: yeah. that was a- That was
3: the first time We met in person But we, we've talked online Prior to that That was a long time ago That was yeah. long yeah. It, was like, yeah. it was
1: really when we started First hanging out with like, it Must have been like Eight stuff. years ago Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that
3: was uh, wow. when they brought Like the uh, George George Caronius brought the Was it a sheep?
1: Inflatable
3: Yee, the inflatable sheep thing. Yeah. yeah. That was like a whole like thing that was like among a uh, better together group. Someone would get like in uh Like it wasn't a sheep. It was a… Uh, I don't know. Unicorn? Lamb. unicorn? No, no, it wasn't a unicorn. It was uh, a… No, it was sheep. a sheep. What, what are you guys doing with this know. thing? Oh, an emu. You know, an emu. Lama? What were you guys doing with it? Llamas? I wasn't doing anything with oh. Yeah, so they would <laughs> give it… So it was more like an honorary thing. Like if someone… Did something good that year or something like that? They would they just pass it? it on. Yeah, they would like. Oh, I was it, like a little trophy, it was like, like a right. joke thing. I don't know. Not really like, clear what it was. Yeah, it was yeah. just weird. It's Like
0: sisterhood of the traveling pants <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. <laughs>
3: <That's> <laughs> so at, at that at that meetup, they gave two away. I think I don't right. know. Yeah, I think uh, Hassan huh. was Hassan the I don't know how you remember yeah. so specifically. Yeah, he like, remembers his, everything. Like even remote so. except it's except creepy. for his passports. <laughs> yeah, <Right. laughs> he remembers everything. Every last that was that was a long time ago.
1: And then we hung out a lot at WPI year. Yeah, that year. was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And that was your first one, right? Well, first no. one
4: as a photographer. I had been many years in the past when I worked as exhibitor? Yeah, for unique photo. So this was and that was still about that long ago too though. Yeah. So this was the first time I'd been there in six or seven years and first time as a just as a photographer. So how long
0: have you been shooting yeah. weddings?
4: Two thousand nine is when I first did my very first ones, uh, for either friends or as a second photographer for some of like the Bigger factory type studios. Mm-hmm. So you started when you were like nine?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I was, uh, yeah, I was 20, 22. Well, 22. Oh yeah. my gosh.
1: God. And then were you working with at Unique uh, at the same time? Yeah. So tell us what started, how you got into it.
4: I go how far back? Mm-hmm. Far back you want. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> I originally wanted to be a journalist, so I went to Syracuse University. Really great school for that, but didn't really work out. And I came back here, went to Montclair State, thought I wanted to web design, graphic design. I, was, I started using Photoshop when I was like nine years old, but making that, if you want to see, Joke talk about being nine. I started with photo, like a, a, a bootleg <laughs> a copy of like Photoshop Five. Um, my It'll friend downloaded
1: <laughs> a Limewire. <pirate. Yeah, laughs>
4: right. yeah. So my friend, or actually, when I was really young, I was nine. It was I think it was Paint Shop Pro or something. But then <laughs> yeah. when, I when I when I, <laughs> when I was in middle school, I got to do that bootleg Photoshop, and I would just that was even before I was in photography. I always liked playing with images and, and digital manipulation and making silly things and i still like doing that but uh, (laughs) um so um i took photography in college because i thought it was a photography class like remember at college parties with the little like cool pics or Mm -hmm. like point and shoot cameras Uh, uh, for part yeah for parties i thought it was just going to be that and then you know i'd kind of bs my way through it to be honest and it would Mm -hmm. be because you had to take a certain amount of electives within the art program. And no, it turned out it was a, a film photography class. Uh-huh. I looked at the, the like class list and, and everything and what the supplies I had to buy. And it's just, very intense. Oh, he has a fortune. Too. <laughs> 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 it's more expensive than books. I almost didn't oh, do oh it. My God. But my dad and a couple other people were like, no, you should try it. I think you'd like it. And. Um, I'm glad I did, and I, I really awesome. did enjoy it. And then I never thought I wanted to get into weddings, though. I always enjoyed what I thought was more conceptual work, or fine art, or other things, or even portraits that weren't, you know, wedding portraits. And I, and more on that later, because uh, I'm kind of going back to that with the, with a new business I'm starting. But I tried it because I needed money, right? I had to pay my student <laughs> loans. I needed to have a job after graduating. I was graduate. <laughs> I, gradu- I graduated in 2010, so I needed to do something. So I gave it a shot and actually really it was awkward for me at first because I have anxiety and ADHD and um, some other sensory issues. So it was actually, you know, combining all those things really hard for me to get started. It was uh, hard for me to, to talk to people at weddings like I do now very easily. It was mm-hmm. so it was more there for the photography. So I was a great second photographer for those first several years of my career, but it took me years to come out of my shelf. You took me years to realize, hey, I actually really love this. But eventually, I did. But for the first few years, when I was just getting started, it was mostly just a thought that I'm doing this to pay my student so cool. loans, and we'll see where I go next. But I think I started to like that it was making me come up with good coping mechanisms and techniques and things to be able to be more social or feel awesome. more comfortable in those situations. And
3: it's not um, easy.
4: Yeah, yeah. So I right. So it was so funny in some of these studios uh, that I worked for. I guess from their perspective, I can understand it. Even after years of experience and and seeming like, uh, not to sound arrogant or anything, but I was really out photographing the leads on a lot of these jobs who were guys that were kind of older and set in their ways and more traditional. But they didn't trust me to put me on as a lead because of the personality and communication Mm -hmm. and awkwardness factor. And that always made me mad because I want, or like frustrated because I wanted to make more money and I I knew I could do it. So that was kind of um, a big hurdle for me to come over to uh and it's why i i had i, I kind of didn't have confidence in myself at that time cuz if these studios weren't putting me on the jobs like maybe do what can i really do it myself even if i wasn't verbalizing that in my head i guess subconsciously that might have been going on but um eventually you know friends family other people who knew me through unique photo or other places would ask me to do weddings and i kind of started to do some on my own yeah when i left unique photo was about 2016 i think the end of 2016 i moved down to florida and um i started working down there with my ex uh, tara who's a wonderful photographer and a, a good friend of mine now and and we worked under her name down there though because she had been doing uh, photographing weddings there for about ten years. Oh, that and, was really my question because I know right. the
1: transition can't be easy. So I was wondering, yeah, so, how it was going from location to location. Yeah,
4: so going down there, it was it may just made sense to do it under her name, and you know, she's like, I never had a second photographer as good as you. We can really grow this, and um, things didn't work out, you know, in our relationship. But uh, I wanted to see if I could. Make it down there. So I didn't want to. I actually did call Unique Photo. I met when I when that when she first broke up. And they like, Oh, you know, I don't know what to do. Can I have my job back? And they're like, Oh, we'll we'll try and find something for you. But then I changed my mind and said, You know what? I want to see if I can make it here. I mean, I left New Jersey for a reason. It wasn't just for, for you know chasing a relationship. So I just wanted to see. And I really did start uh, very little money at the time, less less than a thousand dollars actually. And I did advertise uh, on the Knot. I spent some of my last money on it, and mixed results at the time. And, and obviously, I have a very strong opinion. <laughs> about, we, I think we all do. now.
2: Conversation later. You know,
4: I was photographing weddings for like six, seven hundred dollars at little mm-hmm. beach resorts or at BFW halls, shuffleboard mm-hmm. clubs, mm-hmm. like. And some of the shuffle, one of the shuffleboard clubs down in St. Pete is actually quite a nice um, historic venue, but. In general, it was, uh, there was, a, I found a lot of humility in that and just, I was literally starting from, from scratch, scratch after mm-hmm. having done this for almost 10 years. Now yeah. I started, mm-hmm. like I said, 2009, this was 2018. So nine years and I was feeling like I was starting over and.
1: Well, was um, this the first time you're doing it under your own name, your
4: own brand? Without, yes, without another job. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had to get serious. I spent as I started the book some of these smaller things. I was drive. I would drive, and gosh, with the traffic to get from St. Pete, where I was living, down to Sarasota, which is where my I actually I had a headshot studio down there, which I had to you know not rent anymore because it would take sometimes two three hours to get down to Sarasota mm-hmm. with with traffic. Oh, but I would drive down to Sarasota and do a headshot for under two hundred bucks oh, just yeah. to, oh, I was I was. Scrapping to get every single penny I could get. And then I was reinvesting that money into education. I started working with Sam uh, Jacobson from ID Action Consulting. And yeah, again, I was using re- I was using kind of old gear at the time. I had, you know, when Tara and I split up, we were very amicable in how we split our gear. So we each I, and I was nice. I let her keep the Nikon versions. The oh and, that, huh? and, and the Nikon flashes. I took the um, That's where you went I, yeah. <laughs> I took the Yongnuos or whatever they were and the, the Tamron lenses and yeah. but, and I had <laughs> A, uh, like a 2014 macbook pro that i that i was editing on so i, I still was, use, Jen still uses a 2014, I still use 2014 macbook
0: so you're fine
4: a, i'm using a 2012 uh, uh mac pro right? <laughs> I just, i'm still using it so but that, yeah, and it was like on a little folding table in a bedroom that's was way smaller than this room and i just made it happen and i reinvested in education before gear and learned how to get better at selling, learn how to get better at answering emails, learn how to work on my website. And uh, and I started booking more jobs up here, actually, mm-hmm. because of having my network Networking. and family and friends up here. And that's the work I was... Uh, and I, I did a few nice weddings in Florida. Actually, Tiffany and I's first wedding together was one... And this is a crazy story because what person would take this risk? But the, our first time working together was... Uh, we'd become very good friends for about five months at that point. And uh, her first time working with me, though, was getting in my car up in Jersey, driving down to Florida mm. and doing two <laughs> weddings together Oh my! down in Tampa. She drove all the way Wouldn't
0: it be cheaper to fly?
4: Um, <laughs> you know, at the time, maybe not, because this was oh. before COVID. And, and it's I, two people. Yeah, and, mm. and all of our gear, too, and light stands. Oh, that's true, uh, true, 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 true. Uh, yeah. And um, because of friends down there, we had a place to stay. And it was just, right. again, at the time, I didn't have, uh-huh. the kind of uh, success and, and, and financial freedom that I have now. So it really was, it's like, all right, let's just, let's just. Uh, what, do. what you have to do. Yep. Wherever yep. the wind blew, that's where you mm-hmm. went. Yep. And, and that's you was really no choice. the start yeah. of our, you know, team, me and her together. And she's been, uh, played such a big role in my success and has been just such a, a great awesome. worker. And yeah, so that that's kind of how it all started. And, and I was glad to do those. I, d- I think I've done maybe two or three weddings down there since every every now and then, but I moved back up here right before COVID and, uh, you know, hell of a timing to, to kind of do both things yeah. at the same time. But it, uh, I really found success during that yeah. time when a lot of people are struggling. And I don't say that again to brag or anything, mm-hmm. but it was a very interesting time when people were freaking out and I took it as a time to take as many My- loans as I could. I went all in. Yeah. And- with I remember that transition.
1: Being uh-huh. Facebook friends with you and seeing you go to Florida. And then you were kind of like quiet for a bit. So you knew there was something going on. And then all of a sudden Mike Z was back in Jersey. <laughs> but like full force. Like uh-huh. yeah. unstoppable. Like you just saw this massive blow up of success. And you're like, the I think the transition story is really incredible and how you turned it around during a time where everyone was just like falling oh, off.
3: Right, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I told you this in Vegas. It was like you just flicked the switch on
1: yeah
3: and just like you see him everywhere
2: mm-hmm. like he was const- everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, name kept everywhere. yeah like coming up everywhere
3: instagram and like facebook he's always working shooting he was hustling
4: well that's the thing is that i'll look at my old work and of course we all laugh like i found recently when i was backing up some old hard drives like a, a 20 best of weddings 2012 and i looked through it and of course i feel like a was falling over for half the photos in it because they're all like crooked and stuff, because and, I you know, the Dutch angles and things. But even looking at that work back then, it's kind of nice too, because I see some of the roots of what I'm doing now and what I still saw, you know, in style and, and approach and everything. And I guess for me, there were some other things in my personal life that were holding me back from reaching kind of a potential, but I've always felt like I was almost as good of a Photographers, I am now, you know, your growth over time is more incremental and not as dramatic, but it was nice for me because I, and I still have it a little bit and I'm trying to not think about it as much, but I still have the chip on my shoulder a bit from when I worked at Unique Photo Uh and was embedded together. And um, a lot of people thought I was just a guy that worked at a camera store, and I wasn't serious because I mm-hmm. had a full time job. And uh, I've always felt like I've kind of had something to prove too, so that's always been uh, a motivator. And like I said, I don't—I obviously have nothing to prove, and I'm happy with what I've done. And it, actually, what other people think of me is none of my business. So I have a different perspective on all of it now. But that is a lot of what uh, fueled you. me at first, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. We keep mentioning Unique photo. They're going to
0: have to start paying us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Men don't like mentioning brands. <laughs> Unless he's getting paid. No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, we love Unique. Yeah, yeah. i we buy everything the from them. <laughs>
3: Probably will. I want to credit Mike for connecting me like with Unique. Because before, I would buy my stuff from other Bigger stores, name
1: brands. That won't. And I've,
3: <laughs> I haven't looked back since. Like, I, If I yeah. can get it at Unique, I'm going to yeah. get a Unique. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Sometimes it's, it's tough. It's a very specialty thing
3: or, or something.
4: But generally... Um, and I have to, you know, to give them credit for, uh, over, even over the past year, really improving their staff and uh, polishing up and staying modern because mm-hmm. it's it's a tough industry to be in. Like, I don't know. I agree. You know, if I, like, I saw there's a new camera, the like Cardinals opening a store down in, in Howell, I think. Like, and, that's a yep. crazy thing to be opening yeah. a camera store in a way. So, mm-hmm. and unique just opened in Philly. So maybe photography is coming back yeah. in that mm-hmm. sense. And that's, that's good for all of mm-hmm. us, obviously. But, um, but yeah, that um, that kind of motivation was what got me started, and uh, I just took it, and, and now it really feels good to be able to show people, like, hey, I, I, I can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: And you haven't stopped,
0: which yeah.
4: is, which is I mean, incredible. Yeah, I never want to get comfortable. Yeah. I
0: mean, it, it, the whole story is very inspirational. You know, it's very motivational. It's like, yeah, you know, I I started from nothing, and now... Again, it's not to brag or anything, but like, listen, I can do it. If I could do it, then you can do it too, that's, right? That's it, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but I guess my, my question to you is, you know, for a lot of the listeners, listeners out there who are starting from the bottom, right? What kind of advice would you give to them? Like, what, what kind of things that you implement into your own life that allowed you to experience this level of success?
4: Well, there are a lot of things. One for me, and I don't mind sharing about this. I'm very open about it. Um, and, and I appreciate the, the mocktails especially. Is that I, don't, <laughs> I don't drink. I had a really bad problem uh, with alcoholism and addiction. And of course, um, most, if not all people who struggle with that also have other um, mental health issues. So it took me surrendering to that and taking care of that and, and taking care of myself, right? So all aspects of our health, uh, mental, physical everything, and that's why you know when when people are saying they're slow or struggling like there could be a lot of reasons, but you have to make sure you're taking care of yourself so that's what really allowed me to have the ability to focus so if there's something going on in your life that it, it, and this could be for someone who's newer or for someone who used to be busy and is, mm-hmm. is having a hard mm-hmm. time now, you have to make sure you're taking care of yourself and I'm a big advocate for you know getting rid of the stigma around talking about when when you don't feel okay and stuff so that yeah. That's what I did first, but then after that or if you know I'm talking to listeners now who don't have that that kind of issue and, and it could be something else or just being new and not knowing is to really dial in on the business aspect of things in a way that is beyond what you necessarily might need right now. That means starting smart with bank accounts and tracking when you're getting your leads. You know all the boring stuff nobody wants to right. yeah. yeah. talk about, right. right? So <laughs> I was exactly because we all get into this because we like this, right? Yeah. But my my advice was is that it's hard harder to catch up on that stuff. And, and it's probably mm-hmm. preventing you from doing more if you don't put some of the foundations like having good workflows and file management and the CRM and, and it's- Backup processes, that all that stuff. I've only really gotten that stuff as I, I was catching up mm-hmm. constantly over the past few years because I didn't do that. The right way when I first started. So um, to do that is is great, and then to really learn how to sell. I, I you know it sounds sounds cringy, but and, and you know doesn't have to be that way though. But you you are yes, you're an artist, but if you aren't able to sell, you it's won't true. be a yeah. paid artist. You'll be a, a star artist. So artist. there's right, yeah. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> it could be a dirty word, but learn how to sell. Learn sales. Learn mm-hmm. um, learn when the right time to turn something over to somebody else is. And mm-hmm. that's meaning copywriting, editing. Um, don't be so arrogant to think that nobody else can do it besides me because you will not oh, be man. able to really grow. Yeah, so it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah 100%. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was a big thing. And then, but for really, really getting started, it's about making a good website because there's photographers who've been photographing for a long time that have bad websites, and we know a bunch.
3: Yeah, and <laughs> you like, know a
4: bunch.
3: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and they're talented, you know. The, because the, the you look yeah. at there. social yeah. media
4: algorithms change, right? You know, yeah. you always have control of your website, though. Of course, SEO stuff is can always be kind of funny, but you can keep up to date with it, and it's better to get the content up now because that is always better for SEO to have more content that's older. So, really dialing in on on that, and not getting caught up on. Um, getting caught up on silly things either like, oh, like, I don't want to post this on my Instagram because it'll mess up my feed, which yeah. is yeah. one of my biggest <laughs> pet aesthetic peeps. of my feed. Like, <laughs> no, unless you want to only work with a very specific type of person, that doesn't mm-hmm. work. You need to show variety and it'll be to your benefit. Because people love to see candidates, people love to see reception photos, people mm-hmm. love to see black and white, mm-hmm. um, dark, light, different times of day, mm-hmm. rain, sun, cloudy. It, it really helps show that you're an expert in all areas, yeah. areas of wedding photography because all of us know you can encounter six, seven yeah. different plus lighting scenarios on a single day. So, mm-hmm. so don't don't fall into... Uh, I guess an umbrella over all this don't fall into copying the things that you're seeing other people do or talk about in groups or like, um, or you see like this guide that I bought from a Facebook ad says, you know, to do your feed this way and like, don't listen to that kind of stuff because it's not, uh, you know, I don't know if that kind of information is vetted. Work with um, people who can train you in sales that can use statistics and facts to back it up. I, I actually enjoy working with, um, coaches who aren't even photographers and are just mm-hmm. have just been in the wedding industry and, and no sales because and I like to read books on sales and, um, you know, habit forming and, and just general those kind of and now some of them, the ideas are too big for me. And I'm a very big subscriber of the phrase, take what you need and leave the rest because there's, there's yeah. good points in all this <laughs> stuff. But the wedding photography world may not be necessarily the best place to get all Of your education Mm -hmm. and information. No, yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: You have to learn from all different. I like learning from all different business owners, industries. Sales basic is, business yeah. concepts can be applied to anybody. In sales, right?
4: Yeah. In and sales. And sales psychology. Yeah. Because I don't it. know if I
0: ever share this with you guys. Like everything that I've learned in sales and marketing, well, I mean, I have a long career in sales. Like <laughs> <laughs> selling like counterfeit water guns. Did you hear about that story? No. <laughs> I was uh, S- eight. Since eight. Since I was eight, I've been in sales and super marketing. Super soakers. Yeah. Fake super That's soakers on a, on a Chinatown street uh, street corner. Uh, I was talking that stuff. And I made a hundred bucks that day.
3: How old were oh, no, you? No, no, no. I sold $100 eight, of eight product. Old, yeah.
0: I made $20 in commissions that day for an eight-year-old That's in the babies? whole life starts at eight. <laughs> <laughs> the whole life starts oh, at we eight. We don't even
1: know what it looked like before that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, no, but like I started I started selling stuff there and I was selling clothes at the mall. I was selling office supplies uh, at Office Depot. I was selling uh, insurance and investments. I was selling everything in my whole life. And, and the thing is, I think part of the reason why we've been able to experience uh, what we've been able to experience in our career is that You know, a lot, a lot of those lessons that I learned from those industries. Those has nothing to do with photography. It has Mm -hmm. has to do with like understanding what your customers want. You know, understanding their needs, Mm -hmm. finding solutions for them. That's how you sell. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. So anyway,
4: I'm I'm getting off my soapbox. I'm I'm passing (laughs) it back to you. (laughs) No, I'm in alignment. Businesses uh, should exist to you know solve problems, and uh, that's what that's what it's all about. And again, as artists, it can kind of seem like oh, I don't want sales. Like even when I was doing some of my first initial training. In, in this, it felt kind of yucky or it's like, because we have to think about the fact that there are a lot of pushy sales people and, and stuff, yeah. and that's just not how most of our well, personalities are. are you? So you shouldn't try to learn to sell that way. Mm-hmm. Authenticity is it's so cheap. important in everything, you know? So there's, and there's a way to do sales that you're actually being genuine and sincere and finding a way to, to show people, what they want and, yeah. and helping and guide them. So it's, it's really not a yucky thing. If you learn to do it from a, a perspective, of authenticity, and I think the,
1: the authenticity is key. Cause as we are getting older, like we've said this before, our clients say the, saying the same, same age, age. <laughs> but those generations, they have, they're a little bit smarter now and they don't like the BS and they can see right through when they're being sold and, they when won't you're hire being you. fake, 100%. they just—they just won't—they
3: they just won't, they just come won't back, hire you. Period. They're just right, like,
1: oh, you know? I respect your price, but I'm not coming back. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be, but they can yep. see through all the BS, and they don't want to be sold to like that. Right. They want I that relationship to as
0: as well. you. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in my 30 years of sales, you know, I think where where you're gonna where are you gonna get the, the the best results is if you're coming from a place of authenticity and also coming from a place of service. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to serve them. Find out what it is that they're struggling with. Solve that problem for them. Yeah. So you're selling, you're, you're, you're selling solutions, not stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, People don't want to be sold stuff.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot too is the education too. There's a first time planning a wedding. So a lot of times I have like to talk to them about like certain things that could happen and how we would solve it and things they wouldn't realize or recognize. And then they see the value in what we're bringing as opposed to a studio who's just like, all right, I'm going to show up 10 a.m. I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. And that's it. I'm done for the day. I won't talk to you afterward or whatever the case may be. They're more, they want more of that one-on-one, yeah. like, okay, you're going to be on my wedding day. You're going to be a team. We've had so many grooms and brides say, like, we've put together a great team of people who are responsive and I know are going to make my day better. Mm-hmm. As opposed Stress to, like, free. I hired XYZ Studio and they're coming to shoot my wedding and then that's it.
4: So one of the questions or topics related to this that you had sent me that I thought would be really interesting to bring up now is um, about growing a team like that. Yeah. And what are some of the issues or, they've run into? and mm-hmm. In 2022, last year, we had 90, 91, 90, low 90s weddings. And then the year before was in the mid 70s. In 21, out of those 70 something, I was the lead on 67 of them. That was, that was brutal in itself. But then the next year, I, I <laughs> oh did. Even, even Ben Lau says that's too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I shoot a lot. <laughs> so I turned over a bunch of that to Tiffany for the next year. And I did 40 something last year and oh. she did 30. And, but the prop, which was great. But the problem was that we had taken on some jobs that really we shouldn't have, have because I had gotten a little bit too and I'll admit it, I got greedy, wanted to fill up the calendar mm-hmm. and like look how that good happens. we're doing. I wanna show how mm-hmm. big I mean, we're growing and that was of course, also the yep. year
1: after of like famine.
4: Yeah. So everyone right. was like just taking everything yep. taking everything
1: so booked up, I yep. think <laughs> that there were For it, And
4: I don't wanna to be too hard on us, but because I think there were probably some couples too that jumped the gun in booking maybe not the right photographer because they were afraid to loot the hot potato right mm-hmm. so um and again we didn't have any like full blown disasters or one star reviews or anything but there was definitely misalignment in personalities and um this year you know we've booked a, a little bit less in the in the uh, you know high 60s again and she's doing a few less for next year i am really focusing on trying to book more for my team but making sure that the personality is still in alignment because that's so important. There's no amount of money, I promise. And I actually, tangentially, I turned down a booking for what would have been my highest personal uh, photography booking for uh, on a consult this year. But there's really no amount of money uh, that is worth the mm-hmm. the grief the and grief the headache and the headache and. I feel bad for the people, too, because I want them to be happy. It's not so much I'm even offended, like, oh, they didn't, you know, because sometimes people are unreasonable, but it's whatever. But at the end of the day, I'm just, I feel some sadness, too, because I would want people to be happy with their photos, photos yeah. at the at the end of, at the mm-hmm. core of all of it. So that's that's one of the biggest things is making sure if you are interested in growing a team that you keep, you don't. And I admit, I my eyes got off of uh, what was... Right in front of me,
0: <laughs>
4: okay. All right, Seek
1: it out, that, that, Mike. fixture.
0: Your- all right, you know. Sure. I, I preach this uh, today we're not talking about associate teams, that's uh, that's the next episode, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but
1: I definitely wanted to learn, for- okay, learn from Mike sorry. about, yeah. no, 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 it was on the list of yeah, like, yeah, it
0: was on the list. Um, well, like how you transition from being just solo, right. solo to an associate, yeah,
4: let's hear yeah. it. So, talk about bad timing of things. This was good timing of things because uh, 2019 before COVID, we had gotten into the 30s and weddings and. Um, I had maybe one or two associate jobs where I had uh, Tiffany and um, Gerardo. uh, Who's that guy? Yeah, just (laughs) some guy. (laughs) So there was one or two in 2019 just because it wasn't that big of a deal to do one or two and I really trusted them. But then we really started to get with all the sales uh, work I'd done. I had copywriting done for my website. I really went full force on that and then we started to get lots of leads for dates that I was already booked for for 2020. Mm -hmm. So I started to book her for that. I had some copywriting done for the website for the team, and there was it was there were a lot of nos at that point because I was learning how to sell associates, mm-hmm. and um, I did some training uh, specifically on that. I had her trained on sales too, and 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 she does some of the like second calls with couples before they make the decision now, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it was there were some growing pains like we just talked about, but. The reason for doing it was initially just so that I could fill more dates, but and, mm-hmm. and book more work. But then during COVID, of course, it just became an absolute necessity. necessity yeah. You know, I was very grateful that I had started on that already because it saved, in some ways, it may have saved my business. And no, it sounds dramatic, but if I had really lost all of those other jobs, mm-hmm. I mean, that's losing like a year. Of income, that's yeah. that's that would have been really hard, and uh, so she was able to. Tiffany and and some of my other team members were able to to fulfill those roles, and and we learned we're still learning, right? So my goal for next year is like this year. She had twenty five or so. My goal is to do the same thing next year. I'd be you know for her sake too because she's. She's the best woman in my wedding. She's my friend. I want to make sure that, that I'm taking care of, care of her. Right. So I'm actually having a bunch of copywriting done right now for new blog posts and for like uh, specific landing pages so we can really personalize that content more. And, um, but I will say right from the beginning, I've always taken the philosophy of when someone is going to book uh, us as an associate, it's not like we're just okay and they'll show up for the engagement photos of the wedding. It's okay, here's how I know. This person, here's some fun facts about them. Here are some of their full wedding galleries. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's their email and cell phone number. And I copy Tiffany on the email and say, uh, and then she has a, a, you know, kind of a pre-written response that she customizes for the couple and, and introduces herself and they set up a, a video chat. Oh, nice. And before they make the decision, they get to do that. Uh, with her, and of course, because of the level she's at within my company, she does a lot of the touch points and Gracie, my my full- time studio manager does some of it too, but she Tiffany takes on more of a responsibility with that With some of the other associates, it's not quite that much involvement, but they are also still the people that work for me are willing to do that kind of video call with a couple mm-hmm. to to and I really I feel that's the right way to do it. I feel like perhaps I could book a lot more weddings if I was just doing it the old way of okay book it and and then assign it but that's just not who I am it's not what's not who, what my clients oh, want either yeah. so um that that was uh I would say to avoid doing it for the sole purpose of just like I'm going to see how many weddings I can book and cuz it for disaster, you have to also have mm-hmm. the infrastructure in place. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a, a really sophisticated uh, NAS setup with FTP and, and Tiffany and Gracie. We have like a multimedia folder for undelivered jobs and other ones that are delivered on like a, a, an external start like attachment to it. It's a whole system <laughs> that was really like a $10,000 investment to get that set up because you will wilt if you try and run an associate team like that. And have yeah, external hard drives in your oh you can't do that yeah. you don't even some know people do that, so we've
1: on. we've oh, talked it, so some so some I bigger know. name brands oh you've I and mean, you've worked for some bigger name brands too how they, they lost just,
3: stuff they not, lost. not them oh. personally but their shooters have lost
1: shooters stuff. or oh. they they don't have access to go to the studio to drop off the files yeah. the same and, night or they're responsible for somehow transferring them from home to the studio and things happen yeah
4: it's, so that's what I'm saying as someone who's a solo so far if you are not prepared. To scale the other aspects of, and that comes with overhead. Hiring a full-time employee, or at least a, and I know most people don't have a full-time employee, but it is the best decision I've made in a long time for my business because mm-hmm. I don't have the the pleasure of of being a team uh, with <laughs> Melanie because she's an insurance agent. I mean, I have great insurance. My business, <laughs> I'm, I'm the full-time
1: employee. Row yeah. is semi-retired.
3: That's what I said. Right? I'm just the assistant. Semi-retired. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it depends on the month,
4: but at least you have to be ready to scale. The outsourcing and help then because mm-hmm. think about it you you know ai or, or not you know aftershoots great and imagine and all the other software that's coming out is, is really impressive but it still takes like human hours to, to run it yeah. and mm-hmm. to, to refine it and to upload it back it up it doesn't a replace a, a human it. yet you uh-huh. you may be able to do one two weddings a weekend and pull that off but you have a five wedding weekend or something good yeah. luck doing that yourself. Good luck with the <laughs> file manager. It's, it's a lot. There is a lot of responsibility that comes with it and it is not something to, um, take lightly. So i I love that. Yeah. I, I really would say if you are considering doing it, get ready to scale, get ready to invest. It's not just free extra money and do it slowly too. Like, like, um, I kind of had to jump into it from just a few to like, 15 or 10, whatever it was in, in the year after COVID for, um, for her. But just start slow and, and make sure that, you know, you'll be able to book your associates at a higher rate that way too, because you'll be working with people who are in alignment mm-hmm. and you'll be providing, like Ben says, when you're selling from a perspective of authenticity and service, you're showing that you're um, providing value. the, the value and the service that your brand represents, and it's not just like, "Hey, here, they're available
3: here." Here, he here you go. He they, just, they just yeah. bust out of like a mugshots. Like, <laughs> right? Just pick who you want. Right.
4: <laughs> so that's the thing. That's 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 a big part of it, and um, you know, I, I appreciate the um, the hat tips and, and stuff and everything for for you know what i've done but i'm st- just to let everyone know if it if it helps people who are, i'm still learning the best way to do this myself and 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 that's what it's all about is also knowing when to scale back a little bit i finally found the right video team that i like working with and who i pay very well to handle pretty much the whole process from client communication editing songs everything it file management backing up delivery hey i pay him uh, tony very well but when I was having problems because originally I wanted to also book with with video teams as well. Oh, was asking you do right. video
1: too?
4: Well, now I I had stopped because I was uh, not I just like uh, working with couples that weren't great fits for my associates. We were having a lot of problems with the video team um, the video with teams footage that they were booking. and and editing, and I was mm-hmm. having a, a really hard time. I'll admit it emotionally dealing with something that you know if uh, after shoot or an external editing company screws up your edit you can if you had to you could get in there and do it fix it but Mm -hmm. for video i know very little about that world i don't have the time to edit a video so it was something that was causing me grief and pain in my business Mm -hmm. that i wasn't able to put my hands on and fix so i said that's it we're cutting all assets out if people ask we're just referring them and then i um uh, met Tony and we we did some work together and we came up with a good agreement and now I feel comfortable offering it again. Um, so that's the thing too, is you need to know when to cut things out. We were talking about mm-hmm. delegating before, but cutting and deleting is also an important thing. If If something's not working and it's causing you that much headache and it's mm-hmm. really, again, no amount of money is worth things that delay you and cause you to be off. You got a Marie Kondo right. that shit. Yeah, it doesn't bring you right. joy. Cut it Cut out. Cut it out. Yes. <laughs> so, and you know what? The people who I That's told pandemic, that to in the interim, like, hey, I, I was pretty honest on calls with couples who asked about video. I said oh, they were like, oh, we saw you did our uh, another person's. Are you used to? And I was like, you know what? Right now, we're not offering it because I am. And I said, like, basically what I told you about not. Uh, finding the right team and not being able to fix it myself because I'm not in the video and people appreciated the honesty yeah. on that. And yeah, now, seriously. um, and now, you know, now that I have uh, Tony to to kind of handle all aspects of that, I feel comfortable doing it. And, but it's not a must. If, if, if they don't want to book us for video, that's fine. I don't, I don't really push it. It's kind of, it's really an extra, some, yeah. a, a, card Little cherry up, on top. a card up my sleeve. I can yeah. use if someone mm-hmm. mentions that I can say, well, actually, it's funny you bring that up. I do have. A videographer that works for us, and you know we don't uh, do a lot of of uh we don't have a whole like multiple video teams we have someone that we trust and and you can book for convenience you can book with us,
1: yeah, especially you who are like, I want both I want photo and video
4: yeah and I feel it out too regarding budget and what they want mm-hmm. out of video, and it generally works out and sometimes with albums too it's I have to think about it more because I don't know why it's happening, but lately of having people book photography and then Come back and say, "Hey, actually, we're going to throw on the albums and video." And there's like another eight, nine thousand dollar add-on to their wedding, and I'm like, "What? Okay." okay and no, I, so sure. again, <laughs> I I have to think about that and discover why. Because of course, I I like that. It must be it must be the way I'm talking about it because I am extremely low pressure on these calls that I do with mm-hmm. couples, and, and I do tell them, and I and I mean it, and I and I would I would always run my business this way. If you're not sure about those extra things now. Don't worry, don't worry about it. it if yeah. you, you know, obviously, please don't tell me you want a videographer the night before your wedding. But it's not going to happen. Um, but you can think about it. If, if yeah. Tony's not available, then I'll just tell you, and and that's that, and and we'll, you know. But it's, there's no pressure. It's not like it's going to be. Oh well, if you don't book it now, you got to pay like five thousand dollars more for the albums or things like that. So it's just, <laughs> I, I think that that actually has engendered a love environment for people to be like, actually, ah, you know what, we do want this. Or or after the wedding, I've been yeah, this year. Think about it after. Uh, I just got the ambassadorship with We because we've been the albums are going flying mm-hmm. now, and and people are coming back from last year and saying, oh, you know, um, when we last spoke, or, or one of the it's because of one, one of the gallery delivery emails. I think I mentioned if you're ever interested in album, we'd love to design one for you. So we've had people from last year come back and order albums. It's become a big big part of our business now did
1: you change anything in your marketing to reflect like album yeah Yeah, i
4: mean that's been a big thing i will admit one of my creative outlets for my business is duplicating landing pages going in there just verbal vomiting into copywriting and new ideas i have i have copywriting written for that content creation add-on that i'm working on i i have i have tons of those kind of pages written out it's how my adhd and everything it's how i like get it's how things get started some ideas die off other ones get paused like video and then um other ones uh like albums i've really put the pedal to the metal we have a great workflow for albums gracie is a wonderful storyteller with album design mm-hmm. um i know that that you've won some awards for that too so i think you'd appreciate the work that she's doing and and that is just such a is going to be doing while we're Having this podcast, she's going to be doing a consult with a client and explaining the process for picking out their favorites and showing them some sample layouts. And yes, so anytime I've made a decision to do something, I have backed it up with content and landing pages, copywriting, um, blog posts.
1: And that's the passive way of doing it. Like you mentioned, like not in the call, like you have to have.
3: Yeah, you're (laughs) you're showing them that are showing it. But not like in an aggressive way where you're like, like, oh,
2: you have to
3: have this. If they're constantly seeing that an album is important. Mm-hmm. They're gonna want it out. I work with a lot of a lot of people who are creative,
4: other photographers, musicians, visual artists, and some of them are very content to design their own products, and that's fine. Others, like myself, like when Esteban's photographing my wedding. He's like, "Oh, I'll just you know give you the files. I'm assuming you can make." I said, "Nope, I want <laughs> don't, to don't pay pay full price. I want you to design it. I want because yeah. I don't want yeah. to be designing photos of myself." So even in those mm-hmm. instances, some people come back to us. But to your point. If someone says that on a call, if I ask about albums and they say, "Oh, you know, we might in the future make our own," why why would I? Why would I try and pressure and push Mm -hmm. that? If someone says they're not sure, they're thinking about it, or they like their parents' album, I'll talk about the benefits of it. But the booking is never going to hinge on. Demanding that they get a product or really Some like pressure
3: you're making a big mistake. Yeah, <laughs> not buying a <an> novel.
4: <laughs> I mean, I love albums and I think they're great, but I like having my calendar full more. And someone, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it, it is, it is a big investment. You have to realize that the level of albums I'm selling too are are expensive. So it's not like just like a five hundred dollar add on. This is a big and I'm for people to make a decision about. So I think that one of the paradoxes of sales is like when you don't create resistance, sometimes it allows again, and it, like I said before, it makes an environment where people feel comfortable to explore those things and not so that it's just an interesting thing. Sometimes the more you let go, the more you get back in that regard. So I, yeah. I think that I think it's interesting to um, to be able to play with things like that as a business owner, like when we get home later or I think I'm going to change my startup price on my website. To see if that increases my inquiries because you can complain in a Facebook group about being slow or you can do things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think obviously a lot changing, of complainers. changing yeah. your st- yeah, changing your start price, changing the length of your contact form. Constantly
1: I've, changing everything, yeah.
4: I've been a I've always been a short contact form. Same. Because I just want the velocity, I want the the leads.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Putting too many questions on it. Will stop some people from filling it out, especially people who are one handing things. Same thing with sending people PDFs. PDFs are awful. Um, that's part of the things I'll be talking about at the. Um,
3: I've talked to summit, people but, about the contact form stuff, yeah. and the people that have really personalized their contact form. And I get it; they use it as like a a, a filter as well to qualify, yeah, to weed yeah. out sure the clients that they don't want. I get that, but you can also do that during a consultation as well. Yeah, you know.
4: You can also do it with a starting price. You can do it with yeah. copywriting. You're copywriting, mm-hmm. and, and that's where a lot of photographers make the mistake of just having, oh, I go to uh back in 2015 or 16, and just a big scroll of images, no copywriting. Mm-hmm. You, want, you need to have copywriting so it, you can qualify your leads by having really good uh, services page, about page.
1: Um, and making sure the copy aligns with what? kind of client you want. And yeah. not just like, I picked up a camera at four years old right. and I love photography so much. So well, your
4: about section, <laughs> hire me. Your about section, I think, shouldn't, doesn't even need to be about you. My about section mm-hmm. is about what it's, about what it's like to work with me.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: It's true. Yeah,
0: my, mine's actually about the client.
3: It's a little bit of a uh, jujitsu
2: mm-hmm.
0: that I
3: uh, movie that I pulled. Yeah. You want them to connect, like, um, go through your site and also like, uh, don't get me wrong, like, showing your images only does work, but you're going to, you're going to just bring in all kinds of clients. Right. Like the
0: thing is like when you do that, right. When you, you're showing beautiful images and stuff. The thing is people don't hire you just on beautiful images themselves because you know, beautiful images at reasonable prices. You can find that, that's a dime a dozen, you right. know, you can find that so much out yeah. there. There's so much talent out there. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta be like, well, why, why should they work with you? Why should they work with me? You know, that's where the copywriting is going to come
3: in handy. 100%.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And at that point, when they're just looking for the imagery, they're just shopping around to see who's going to give them the most, the best price. As long as the photos are decent, that, that's what they care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But circle back to what you said yeah. about contact forms. I think that there is a, a way to strike a balance
4: and have maybe a little bit of qualifying in there. Mm-hmm. And that, for, for me, that's just putting our associate and my starting price and general availability right next above the submit button. And I think that helps. But you can add a couple more questions maybe that help pre-qualify. But if you go too much, you will just lose yeah. leads.
1: Yeah. yeah. So where are your leads in, coming from now?
3: Not the My email. <laughs> we'll get to the not. No, <laughs> no, 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 I mean no, not, no, not no, the email. I'm sources. kidding.
4: <laughs> you know, a good, a good uh, journalist never reveals their sources. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I'm kidding. Uh, it's funny. We get a variety. Some are... Referral from other photographers, from other vendors, from other past clients, family, you know, others. Google search, uh, we get a lot of organic search for specific venues um, like Art Factory and Corona and, you know, a few other places, or even engagement session locations like Van Vleck. We rank really well for um, some people. Instagram is still very big for us when we are very, very, you know, we'll talk, we can talk more another time or later, whatever, about pay to play, like lists and, and directories and preferred lists and stuff we don't we don't pay to be listed anywhere but we are very friendly with a lot of the venues that we uh, work at and always share images we're very open about that and and um i mean one of my favorite venues the park loft just did a um
0: they just oh, it's a new it's a new venue yeah, right, that, right? Mm-hmm.
4: they just did a collaborative post they invited me on. so that how great is like so there's a lot of benefit to using social media in a way that is actually social and and not just trying to be popular and get likes and stuff. Of course mm-hmm. you want good, you know, you want people to see your your content so there is merit to that, but it's really for me about the genuine interactions and and relationships that I've formed with some of the venues and some of the people that work at the venues or other florists or makeup, you know, it's about that. And yeah, a lot of our work comes from visibility on Instagram, not from you know, our posts do pretty well, but it, it can be tough. It's always so hard to tell. Like sometimes you get 300 likes, sometimes you get like 60. Yeah, it's like you it, never know it, same what same the to factory. To you, right? You're like,
1: like, why did this get well, so much? Well, it's a
0: picture of you.
4: If right? it's us, then it as well. Yeah.
1: But like work wise, I can never tell why.
4: That's my point. Is you can hack the algorithm by getting content shared and interactions that are more powerful in that sense. So a lot of work comes from there. Uh, we still we still get some leads from The Knot, but I would say it's for people who have found us elsewhere and then looked us up and are using yeah. their stupid messenger. Same but, thing. Do you, uh, uh, do you so, pay Do you pay to be on those so services? Yeah, tell us the backstory. because no. I
1: remember when you did a talk, uh, for, was it last it was, year? It was
3: after shoot. After and, shoot. Uh, studio. Yeah, and you were yep. telling
1: us how Knot was working great for you, and we were still on it at the time too. And I, we were like, totally agree with you. And then- We left, and then we found out you left, and I was like, I wonder what happened with me. I think it might
4: have been a little longer ago than that.
1: I can't remember. You were talking about
4: it. Also, concept of time is mush, so.
1: Yeah, this was like a year and a half ago, probably. Oh,
4: Yeah, I think that that's possible. I mean, I was paying, uh, uh, so- I was paying to be listed up yeah. until the end of last year. Um, I had been a subscriber to their directory.
1: And you were paying or, a lot, right? Uh, I remember you were paying a, a good uh, amount of money. Over the
4: years, varying amounts, the at the highest I was paying almost three thousand a month for yeah. it. The problem was anti subscription. Right. I was making the money to pay for it yeah. and then some, but that is what caused Ben a lot of the misalignment with my associates. But the misaligned clients were in the lower price range and generally from the not. not. So cutting that off was a big part of uh, getting rid of that distraction almost too, because so many of the leads were bad leads too. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, again, over the years since 2018, when, when, like I said, when I started off on my own, it was on and off with them. Sometimes I'd be paying like 500 a month. Other times it was, like I said, almost 3000 a month. And then decided to spend my money elsewhere with um, paying for more copywriting, paying for, more design, I decided I wanted $3, to it. 3000
0: a month will get you a
4: very good oh, copywriter. You, got, you
3: could do a lot. In <laughs> <all> <laughs> oh,
4: yeah. That 3000 a month has not been put just in the copywriting, but also in the hiring of full-time employee. You'll have money left yeah. over for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hiring oh, yeah. a full-time employee, nine million times better for my business than mm-hmm. not. We, mm. we, I saw you post about blogging recently. We're all caught up on blogging. Anything I want blogged, Posted. I had so much pre-written content that wasn't posted. is posted. Two informational articles a month posted. I mean, it social media posts. She makes. She can make a, a nice reel in twenty minutes. Is this internal? Your studio. Your studio yeah. manager. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. That is such more powerful use of that money than being on a glorified review site. Mm-hmm. That's not. Bringing, that's all I use it yeah. for. I use it for reviews. That's right. it. Yeah. That's,
3: That's why I call it that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it it worked for us over the years, but we were we weren't using it to book like a lot of volume off of it. We were booking anywhere between like four to nine weddings a year. They were good quality leads. Felt like once we started raising our our prices, that's when we were booking less. Same, Mm -hmm.
2: yeah,
3: and 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 not to insult anyone
4: who's a, a bride or couple from the knot because I've had some wonderful couples from yeah. it, and, and, um, it just wasn't, uh, talking about alignment and values, core values. I also started to, I mean, they've been a shady company for a long time. We've all known that worst kept secret in this business. <laughs> started,
1: and we're also giving our money.
4: Yes. And there I will not be sponsors of this podcast, but I, started, I, I don't mind. I, 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 I hate them. I'll say it. I don't like They're they're very sleazy. So I started to notice specific things that I have evidence in screen recordings of, of them hiding negative reviews of, like, and and other. Yes. Wow. So they are, you look at the not page for, however you say it, it's like a four point three rating, which is still pretty low for the knot. Like it's hard to get that low on there so if you're if you're doing a good job and treating yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> <job. You gotta laughs> but 4.3. still, it's a four point three and on Google it's like a one point nine or something. And and the, the positive reviews on the knot are from like twenty fifteen. So they're obviously I have a very hard time believing that none of those pissed off people from Google didn't also go to the knot and leave a review. They probably almost all of them probably did, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're they're something's going on. Yeah, they're not a they're not a trustworthy company and I, I don't care if they would make me a million dollars a year. I won't be in alignment with a company that I think is deceiving, has caused my uh, business to waste money, uh, and um, and yeah, and it's it's just not. I'm very much against it. If you're new, you don't need this. It's good for like Ben said, for collecting reviews because people do use these platforms for planning their wedding. And like I said earlier, a lot of people who have found us from other places message us through there because that's where they're doing their wedding. And I you know, tolerate it because it's how they, it's, again, it's about them. It's how they want to communicate. It's fine. It's just, it's not a great uh, messenger system, but it yeah. is what it is. And that's, that's where, um, you know, I kind of draw the line is so I'll have an account on there and, and put our photos up, but I'm not, I'm never
3: going to pay, pay for, for that it again. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we feel about it. And when we left our rep sent us like this message, like, cause we, we told her that we basically oh just booked God. one wedding from the last year. So we're going to cut it off. She sent us a message trying to tell us, no, you booked this amount from us. Oh, yeah. They did the same thing. Man. Yeah. what happened I was, like, was what?
1: like you mentioned, they were just using the platform to plan their wedding. Yep. So when they go in and mark you as booked yep, to them on their end, that's then them saying like, oh, the but knot. they booked you from us. I was like, no, 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 no. no that's they, not- they just were using the knot. They booked us through Instagram or whatever. They sent me and they a
4: 55 name list with had duplicates on it, by the way. Yeah. And then I sat there with Tiffany because we're both night owls, and and this was a really frustrating thing, and it was a hard decision I was trying to make at the time. I said, Do you "Mind looking at this?" And we stayed up until one thirty or two in the morning and went through all of our old because yeah. we should have again. Advice to new business owners, track where your leads are coming from. So we stayed up super late that night until the early morning, looking through all our old emails from 2018, 2019, and figuring out if we could find where the leads came from. And we did. And out of those 55, there were maybe three or four that were actually Mm -hmm. from that past year that were from purely the not. Not, I'm like, wait, this is my college roommate. Wait. (laughs) There's no way. This this girl's been following me on Instagram for like five years and is like a fan. Like this Uh is so... I, and and again, there were enough on there where it's like, well, I sure it was I booked some, but this is again, not necessarily just disproving that the platform is not that great to pay for, but also that they're disingenuous in their tactics. So mm-hmm. not yeah, a good company. That was hundred percent those numbers my, are
0: skewed. Yeah, that was my experience too. Like I my first six months in uh uh with um with the knot. Actually, my first six months in the business, like I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. Remember, I, I didn't want to get into wedding photography in the first place. Right? Mm-hmm. My understanding is everyone's on on this platform. Let me let me go sign up, right? So I I signed up with them because I thought that's what everybody else was supposed to be doing. So um I, I didn't pay that much. I mean, maybe three hundred bucks a month. So I'm like, not definitely not three thousand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like $300, Yeah,
0: three hundred bucks a month. And you know how much I hate subscriptions, <laughs> right? So, uh, so I got one booking out of that entire year. But I'm like thinking to myself, yo, I got like forty bookings my first year. One of them came from the. I was like, I can get, yeah, this one booking on my own. I don't need the nut to help me get that one booking. Mm-hmm. So then, like towards the uh, around the time of my renewal. Like the entire year, it was crickets. Right, two weeks leading up to my renewal, After the
3: leads start popping
2: up.
0: <laughs> leads just coming up left and right. Boom, 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 boom. But I and they're all dead ends. I'm assuming. Yeah, none of them, none of them worked panned down. You know, I don't, know. I can't accuse them of saying that they're fake leads or anything like that. There's no way for me to back that up. But you know, it certainly doesn't look.
3: The, the one big like issue it. that people had was <laughs> when um, when they added that feature. Like, let's say they find you on The Knot and they want to reach out to you. And right before they send their message pops up, would you like to reach suggestions of other photographers who aren't paying? Who
4: (laughs) who are are nearby
3: and are similar. (laughs) But aren't paying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. After I I left
0: them, right? Your grandfather did. You still have access to the review. So guess what? I don't pay them anymore. I haven't paid them in over 10, 12 years. Okay. Well, I only did pay it for like a year, right? I got my money back. But still, I like, why would I pay? Why would I pay for the milk if I can get the cow for free?
4: I'll say this when I was moving from Florida back to Jersey, it did. And again, I will just scorch and flamethrow that company as 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 much as you'll allow me to. But I will say one nice thing. When I originally was with them back in 2018, I did have a very good rep who helped me because I was totally clueless at that time and in a very hard time in my life. And I was able to book some lower priced weddings in Florida, some decent priced weddings in Florida, and then some decent ones in New Jersey for the, at the time were in alignment with what I needed and what I needed at the time was work. So I was, I was willing to do the $2,000 wedding, the $2,500 wedding. And you know what, I've met some really nice people that way. And, and that's what allowed me to develop a portfolio at some venues that i had worked at as a second for other people, but not as a, like, like Corona probably, and it really did allow me to do that. And there may have probably definitely been other ways for me to do that, but it Mm -hmm. did give me that little boost in activity and leads that I needed from moving from one state to another. So I'd say that, again, I, such a disreputable company, I wouldn't (laughs) advertise with them, but if there was... (laughs) They wouldn't advertise with us. <laughs> if there was a reputable platform to play for, like maybe that was good, like that. If you were moving from one state to another, now to take that mindset, though, there are other things you can do from moving from one location to another with how you, um, again, copywriting the words on your site, the like your hashtags, your um, you know the kind of content that you're posting. There's there's a lot of things uh, paying for, maybe Google AdWords or using Meta Ads, or there's other ways that you can transition from one location to another, but. Uh, again, I just i can't in good faith, because of what i've my personal experience has been i it might work it might still be something again so market dependent with with wedding pro that I you know I know that the knot is better than others and it's certain from place to place, so I can't say confidently, but it might still be an option, but I can't with my heart recommend working with them because they're not they're not they don't have good values in my opinion
2: yeah.
0: We're going to change gears just a little bit. We wanted to talk about the kind of clients that you are attracting these okay. days because you were talking about sure. like, you know, you don't want to attract all the garbage or or clients that are mismatched to to what your brand represents and what you're able to offer.
4: Right. So um, the copywriting went into effect in early 2020 during COVID. And so it would obviously take a couple of years for to see the full impact that has because of the, you know, window between booking and everything so Uh last year was for my own jobs i really started to see that some of our associate uh clients were in alignment and then this year is full everything has just been and tiffany's noticed it too and she she kind of called it the beginning of the year and and maybe for different reasons that this was going to be an amazing year for us in terms of everything but for me it's been that kind of alignment and and i would say it's couples that are um Irreverent, silly. They're not taking the wedding too seriously. They like to be playful and um, don't necessarily love being the center of attention. They're never going to have like a 30 foot train and want to do like the OCF picture on the stairs. I mean, yeah, my couples do. Pictures pictures without a lot of luminosity. uh, (laughs) 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 I I will say this though. Um, They will like some the it's it's irreverent fun silly with the right mix of romantic and dramatic because they still do like some of the night shots i've actually found myself doing less of those though and focus because my my philosophy has changed too to be more focused on being receptive to what clients like this yes. want we do the night shots sometime during the engagement session or if even if they had said they wanted it and if i notice they're just having they're finally having a good time you know having a good time mm-hmm. and it's like we're leaving in 15 minutes Okay. Yeah. If it's not like a must-have, and I would know if it's a must-have mm-hmm. because of the work Gracie does to prepare the our schedule and everything, then um I'll just let it go. It's yeah. you know, it's a, it's a big part of my philosophy now. I'm more open to experimentation, I'll be doing more motion blur and tilt shift, and I've noticed you doing some <laughs> tilt shift. It's good mm-hmm. because it, it feeds your creative soul, it lets you yeah. do something the kind of clients that I'm working with based on everything I just said, love that kind of work. Mm-hmm. They're open to it. They'll stand still for the Brenizer, you know, yeah. but at the same time without interrupting. Were you, were you
0: the one who had the Brenizer? Like you had like, with the 128 an images. Is it you? Yeah. I think it was you. <laughs> they standing there
4: for a long time, <laughs>
3: huh? It's still processing.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was nuts. So backstory, uh, Mike, uh, Mike had uh, an issue that he brought into uh, into one of our Facebook groups. He's like, yo, I got like, I got a bradnizer stitched here, and I don't know. I think it's like 500 images or something. And does anyone have a computer that can handle this?
4: (laughs) And I have a maxed out Mac Studio too. So I think it was a limit of Adobe's. It started smoking. (laughs) Photoshop would just close. Oh my! But there was another like pano specific software that was handling it. But the controls and even words on the screen were beyond
3: my comprehension. You were doing it from the raw files. Yeah, so. Okay. I, <laughs> yeah. So there's like um, from like way back years ago, Brian Bernizer used to do JPEG Export JPEG yeah. smaller size. And that and, helps. But uh, then again, yeah. you have to edit it first and then export and limit those JPEG sizes and then stitch yeah, it. Definitely. Are you on A1s? Yeah.
4: So. Those are big too. man. Right. So, so that's that huge. That is how it worked. Yeah, and yeah. my friend Garrett helped me do that. Um, okay. And then. Holy shit, A1 files? Oh my God. Yeah.
3: So it's a 128 <laughs> wow. it's like it's like a million holy megapixels. Sh- holy shit! Just, it's like so, 500 gigabytes of uh, uh, a a burnizer.
4: Yeah. Even I just did one this morning just to play with it. I did a 40 image one, and in Photoshop the file was 14.7 gigs. So, oh um, yeah. So I closed that, and <laughs> I'm gonna do it that way. Yeah, still. yeah. yeah. If, if you're gonna do that many images, definitely do it that way. Yes. Yeah. I, and I also need to just do it with less images. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One forty seems like a lot. Oh no, forty. No, no. But the one before the one that's giving you issues right now. Oh it's no, it's that one. one. It I worked.
3: It's good now. Oh. Yeah.
4: It just took a long <laughs> time. <to laughs> what? are you shooting like, it with? Like
3: uh, with eighty-five or something? I just mm-hmm.
4: did eighty-five.
3: Okay. Um, I could probably have done
4: it in like twenty, to be honest. Yeah. I probably overlapped a little too much.
3: Extremely wide. Like, yeah. yeah I mean, well, it that i that really like images. the Kano yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> That's my personal place. So, um,
1: on a more personal note, okay, so we know a Mike Z wedding client, but what kind of wedding client is, is Mike, Mike Z? <laughs> <laughs> Mike is getting married next year. Well, <laughs> uh, one of our favorite venues, Perona Farm. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what kind of wedding client you are and how, how it's been on the other side we, of coin. All the we know coin. is that his
0: photographer is a hack.
2: <laughs> well you know, it's all, it's all <laughs> I can afford <laughs> we're not gonna drop
4: names no, no. he's um <laughs> no you could drop names he's but a friend. tell us
1: how it's been wedding planning
4: Oh, it's been easy, actually. Well, you know, there's been a little bit of um, Melanie, was uh, my fiance, was like, oh, well, you know, you're taking the bride experience away. You know, it's not fair. You know everything. But then once we started to do a little bit of the actual stuff, she's like, okay, I'm glad you know people. And it's been pretty easy. Uh, we have our engagement session next week. Oh, um, So where is it? Well, we're, I'm being very extra. We're starting early <laughs> at or sometime in the afternoon. We're going to do about an hour at the art factory. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to change outfits and go to Cross Estate Gardens for nice. sunset. And we should watch just show up. Yeah, yeah,
2: we're well, gonna <laughs>
4: crash it. time. You know, he might need a second shooter for the engagement session. So maybe
3: he knows um, somebody local. He has, he has someone who's local. Who
4: uh,
0: he about.
3: uses Jerry. He uses uh, Veronica to uh-huh. too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. A, lot but, people, a lot. of people know Esteban. That's fun. But um, yeah,
4: so we're you know I I actually don't love being photographed like that. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be. I mean, when he when people give me instructions for posing, I can do it because I am familiar with. That, but it's not my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. I like more of the um, ones where we're being silly or walking or moving. If that's just- the case, when you see him next week, tell him that you,
0: you're, you have a special request and you want the wheelbarrow.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Please ask him for the wheelbarrow, okay? And then let's see. Let's see if he, he, he's
4: going to pull it off.
1: <laughs> also, if he comes in his car, just look for uh, Adidas' water bottle in the trunk.
4: <laughs> oh, does he still have your water bottle? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> his car was at my house for a week, oh, and i had <laughs> you could have come over." Every God, time man. he at goes look point- for his water
1: bottle before a wedding, he looks at me. He's like, "Where's my water bottle?" I'm like, "You know exactly where it's at. It's in his yeah, yeah. one's car."
3: <laughs> I try to buy the same one, and it, they don't make them uh, like
4: matte black like right that anymore. <laughs> oh, and just to touch a little bit back on the clients that work with us. So, for example, this year I've had. Um, I think that some of the. My uh, couples again—they don't love being the center of attention. They may also—I don't want to make any accusations, but they may—and some have been honest with me. About it, have anxiety issues too. So we really connect at a level of um, like, "Hey, we're the the people that this is are a little awkward. This doesn't come naturally to us, but let's like, let's be weird and have fun together." Yeah. And I've taken selfies of with a bride and groom this year of stuffing hot dogs, like seeing how many hot dogs we could fit in our mouth, oh. and just like. <laughs> like then they took pictures of them like twir- who's twirling around and they're holding the hot dogs they're sitting on like a broken exercise bike in the art factory making like a crazy face and not that all of the pictures are like this i'm not like a compl- i'm not like a clown but <laughs> but in these situations I really connect with people so much that they mm-hmm. feel comfortable to do something like yeah, that or want around. to or to lay on the ground at the art factory. Yeah. Like you've seen that picture mm-hmm. probably like yeah. Amanda is such a you know, cause I asked them like, how much do you trust me? And like, or how much yeah. do you like this dress? <laughs> because
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna trash it right now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but but that's it. It's 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 the right mix of irreverence and silliness with still honoring what um, they need and stuff. You know, I, for the longest time had, I'm sorry to my team, I'm not criticizing you here, but the hell of a <sighs> time getting everybody on the same page to photograph cocktail hour, how I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, because and then there was a lot of, a little curmudgeoning from some people. I don't like doing cocktail. I was like, well, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to do it. This is how I want it done, and I've actually been loved shooting ca- cocktail candidates now.
0: Well, how do you develop your uh, your associates? Do you do you do like a one on one with them after the after you get their files? What do you do? We do reviews of their
4: catalogs. Actually, is it is yeah. it, is it, is it one on one or Zoom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, with Tiffany, not, no, because she's at the point where don't I mean, to. I trust her. Wind her up and let her go, and even call and, and you know.
0: I'll share this with you guys. I don't know many people know this, right? So, like, well, I I know I. My wife and I, we manage an associate team. A lot of people know that, right? But like, we have like 16 photographers there, right? And it's hard to do these one-on-ones with all of them. And, yeah. and they're all at different levels and whatnot. So I, I guess I'll just, you know, share that with everyone else, like how, how we do it. Um, if, they need a one, like if, if they need a lot of work, I'll do a one-on-one with them just for, just to make it private and just like, so they don't feel so bad because then I'm doing it in public and in front of the rest right. of the whole class. But if it's something that I think that a lot of people are maybe struggling with, you know, maybe it's an exposure thing or opposing thing or whatever that I'm seeing that it's like uh, it's a it's it's a pattern across like maybe several photographers. Then I will make a public, hey, guys, you know, I'm going to go through the whole set and then this is what you guys are doing a great job at. Uh, And then here are some areas where I think if we did it this way, it it would give you a better outcome, you know. As long as I'm being constructive, because some, you know, they're all artists, so they're very sensitive about their stuff. Yes. Yeah. So you have to be you have to be very careful that uh, you don't injure their egos so mm-hmm. much that they don't want to work for you anymore. <laughs> right. No,
4: they'll be more receptive too yeah. to the way you're trying as, to teach. As long, them. as long as you're being mm-hmm.
0: constructive with it, I think yeah. they're okay with it. I think uh, one time, Karis, uh, I let her be in charge of the critiquing. <laughs> And this poor girl, she's like, she was nearly in tears. I was like, Aww. babe, you can't, you can't do that. She's like, these pictures look like Uncle Bob took it. Like, <laughs> where'd you go? Where'd you Like, why? where would you say like, right? She's
1: not. I was like, babe, you can't say 30. things like
0: that, you know? Everyone on my team, and I'm sure it's the same for you as well. Everyone on your, you know, on the team, it's important that they, they know that you're always coming from a place, a good place, that you're there to, to help them improve their craft, that, yes. that you're not stepping on them or, or making them feel terrible about their art. You know, you're just trying to help them. You know, and they can take the advice or not. Honestly, I'm not supposed to command and control them anyway. They're supposed to have the creative freedom to produce as they see fit, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm coming from a place of like, maybe mentorship, unsolicited yeah. mentorship. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, listen, you know, I know what you're trying to do here.
3: Don't maybe- do it again.
0: <laughs> no, well, no, I don't say that. But I got, hey, listen, you know, uh, why don't you try this instead? You know, yeah. because yeah. this doesn't, this isn't quite working the way that you think it's working. So mm-hmm. why don't we try it this way? And also, you know what? And, and on top of critiquing their work, I critique my work oh, also. Yeah. So, like, I was like, guys, monkeys fall from trees sometimes too. You guys see, I fucked yep. up the settings here. <laughs> yep. I fucked up the settings here. I blurred. I missed that shot. I missed that shot. <laughs> I fucked it up. Right. Yeah. So, like, I hope my clients don't hear this, you know, but like, <laughs> I, like
4: human. I mean, but the thing is, I, I let them know that, like, hey, listen, I'm
0: not above, I'm not above judging my own work. You know, you right. need to be your own worst critic. You shouldn't be waiting for me to tell you that. Because the thing is, as artists, some of us have egos too, right? They're like, hey, man, you know, my work's the shit. You know, the thing is, you need to be the hardest critic when it comes to your own work. Like I said before, don't
3: don't ever get comfortable. What what happens if you tell the person the same thing over and over?
0: They get the hint eventually.
3: No, and they don't get the hint. They they do. I'm, I'm very
4: persistent. You guys know that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you learn to do what I do, which is decide to compromise I with mean, Ben <laughs> You're,
4: you're going to realize that certain photographers have certain quirks that will never fully, like some um, of my team like to shoot. Really close. I'm just please back up, please back up, and or like I'll leave too much room on top. Like point down, point down a little bit. And it, but you're right. Eventually, it might not happen as fast as you'd like. But I've never had a situation where it didn't happen eventually. And and, and here's
0: the other thing, right? We might notice as the photographers, as the professionals, that maybe the cropping's a little tight. We shouldn't crop at fingers and stuff, but the clients
4: don't know about
3: that yeah. stuff. Yeah. They don't care about yeah, that. it right. is what it is. It's if you sure. if
0: you're doing a Dutch angle, we know, but the clients don't know.
4: Actually, from that circus wedding in Perona, one of my favorite photos was an accidental Dutch angle because I was... um talking to the couple about something and then I tripped and was falling and they started laughing, sitting on like that little like trailer thing behind the barn yeah. yeah. and um, they started cracking up and I felt, took a picture of it, but it's completely, <laughs> it, completely was
2: yeah, it was an yeah, accidental, it was an accidental. I left sh- the sh- straight,
4: because, they, they cause they they exp- off. they're laughing. It's, no, I couldn't. It's just, it's so extreme. But yeah, it's that, funny. That's it's also funny for them cause they know that they were laughing at me falling, like tripping at that moment. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, to wrap up, let us know what's next for Mike C.
4: I'm starting a new uh, business called Spruce Street Stories. Uh, It's going to be a narrative portrait business where um, I actually just had my first consult and first booking. Nice. uh, That is for someone who wants to do a lifestyle session in their home with their newborn and have maybe the grandparents come over and really wants my approach with um, I approach those kind of sessions almost like a prep with some detail things some lots of candids uh, storytelling um, the first part of the session is actually just me sitting with a notebook and asking them questions and writing notes I include those notes as part of their deliverables uh, and a about five to ten minute video a screen recording of me editing some other photos and talking about Um, talking about the notes and why I'm making certain decisions Mm and either how I photographed or how I'm editing. So it's really for people. I watched this. uh, um, Sam recommended that I watch this uh, show on Netflix called Song Exploder, Mm -hmm. and it really uh, changed my view on storytelling. So, And it's great. My past wedding clients, uh, who are all very much like relators and people who like to talk to me about their life and stuff, are the perfect client avatar, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, for this business and we get to continue our relationship past the wedding. Nice. And, um, you know, because I thought about it, okay, I guess I could just do family portraits or maternity or newborns, but I thought of every time I've been doing an engagement session and I hear uh, children just shrieking, <laughs> and the dads are, I don't want to be here. And it's just like, I <laughs> could not do, and it cr- props to all the family photographers oh, who do man. those things. I do parts. families. Like, they are like that. Sometimes. I, we do them
0: too. I I I'm, I'm going to keep my mouth so shut on that.
4: It, this is my take on, Being able to provide service and artwork and things for my clients in a way. I have had some interest for people who are doing other things too, like IVF. Or Mm. my very first client was accidental before the official consultant booking with this next one. My very first one was last year. was someone who's I photographed their friend's wedding. And she emailed me and said, hey, I bought my childhood home. My parents were quarters. I totally renovated it. I'd love for you to come photograph The space and me and my dad who live here in it now, and I did this really conceptual project with them. I remember that, and yeah, it kind of inspired me to start this. And another photographer, Heather, she has expressed interest. We I have to catch up with her about having similar type of thing. Her and her dad have worked on this cabin up in upstate New York, Mm -hmm. and those kind of stories too. Or uh, I'm gonna do one, uh, obviously pro bono, because it's Melanie's grandmother, but uh, she's Cuban and has all these amazing recipes and like just her food is just out of this world and she's very passionate about cooking and familial ties and importance it has to her and her like relationship with food. So I'm going to do a little uh, project with her. You need a second shooter uh, for that project? We have photos of them cooking together? Uh, Exactly. So,
1: um... Oh my God, do it right away.
4: So there's a lot of potential there. I'm... The biggest, the hardest part for me has been finding the time to dedicate to that, but hiring Gracie to be the, you know studio manager for me has allowed me to do it and i'm that's what's next is i'm really about to put the pedal down on that and take off on that Sounds um, that's the, exciting yeah, yeah. The, there's all sorts of other things i'm doing with the wedding stuff but um you know i need a little bit of a break from it sometimes too though because uh i want to i've always found that when I, and I don't know if anybody else here has experienced this when i get into a rut where It's like November, and I'm just doing the same poses. I oh, feel man. like, and mm-hmm. I'm probably being way harder on myself no, no, than no, no. I should I, be. We, 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 all, all we all experience that, that. yeah. When I go photograph something else for fun that's not a wedding, then I can come back and feel like my um, refreshed, yeah. yeah.
3: It's, it's like yeah. a reset, right? Um, it does help,
0: yeah. What you just described, um, we're were a couple of my personal projects uh, during the pandemic. You know, just photographing a day in a life with family. I'll share that. I'll share that gallery. I'd love with you to sometime. see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I'll, I that was the most fun I had. I I showed up when the the family got up, all the way till uh, to bedtime. That's awesome. Right, oh and I hung out with. Dude, I loved it. I can't share it publicly because I have like copyrighted music over it. <laughs> <laughs> but it. I will share it with you guys. Uh, Thank you. But yes, it's super important. That's one of the lessons that I, I, I got from my, you know, my <laughs> first Steve <R-C> workshop. <laughs> we hired him to book our stuff. He's like, listen, Ben, you know, if, if you ever feel like you're in a creative run, do more personal work.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: You know, because... 100%. Uh, because the thing is, when you do personal work, there's no money changing hands. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the total freedom to create. And actually... Uh, we uh, we win, right? He's actually like, well, actually, whether they pay you or not, you should always be, you know, hitting for the fences regardless. Yeah. You know, that's what they're paying you for, right? Take those creative risks. Yep. Because like, for me, uh, I always had that mental block where I only took creative risks when there wasn't any money on the line. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're not paying me, so I could take whatever risk. Because if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, right? Yeah. And then on the wedding days, we kind of like restrict ourselves, at least for me, like, oh my God, I got any other shot or else I'm going to be screwed, mm-hmm. right?
4: And but- now you're doing walking tilt shift shots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and- well, I mean, i got my safe shots <laughs> that- already. So I'm like, I'm- yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's,
2: that's
0: the way to do
4: it. But I, I
3: actually totally agree with that philosophy. Uh huh. Yeah, I like it that. It does help. It's that something that I've been meaning to go back to uh part of that stuff the, the traveling helps. Traveling helps me, you know, I, I take a lot of photos when I travel even though I don't really post them. But it does help get that excitement back of of, of photographing. Um and also like I I sometimes the your couples inspire you too, you know, like just their connection. Um sometimes sometimes everything goes right. You have awesome lighting. Mhm. But I need to get back to that, set yeah. up some more personal stuff. We typically do. It's just been a while for us.
1: Mm-hmm. So aside from personal work, you've also been doing a lot of educating. Yeah. Workshops, talk.
4: Right. Um, it's just all happening so fast, I kind of can't believe it. But that's been a lot. That's been the past five years of my life. So um, I'm really happy because before, uh, I, like I said, when I was in college for photography and studying art and stuff, I didn't want to do it. But it's like... And I'm, yeah, trust me, I'm glad I did. And I, I really love it now, but I always, wa- I wanted to be a photography teacher. Mm-hmm. I realized that, you know, even at a young age back then that the career path for that was extremely um, tough and expensive and not that rewarding financially after to go and teach in a university. And, and you know, credit to those who do because, uh, you know, it takes a, a certain type of person to to be okay with that whole process and stuff. But I've always loved teaching. I, you know, when I was, Even when I was in college, I would teach in the summer a program for um, gifted middle and high schoolers who were doing like darkroom photography. When I was at Unique Photo, I used to teach a bunch of different classes, one-on-ones and, and, you know, from basics of how to operate a camera up through like high speed sync and more advanced concepts and then um, you know there was certainly a lull in education for me while I was photo lead on 67 weddings <laughs> for a year I had to you know teach <laughs> myself how to uh, you know treat myself better during that year but now yeah I've, I've been doing some nice uh, workshops with with Unique and now we're doing the summit here um, I'm also going to be what summit <laughs> <a> focused AF <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I've really enjoyed teaching the most actually is about business because... And I love other... Kind, like I will do a mock engagement session or a lighting thing. I don't mind or flat lays and details. I like because I, for me, I get the same kind of... Joy and gratification. Yeah. When, some, when I see someone like the light goes off in their head and they're like, did they get a concept? That makes me really happy. So I enjoy that. So I don't mind teaching other things, but for business... I feel like just because there's so much uh, off-camera flash and this and that kind to of learn, education yeah. out there, I feel like in some ways, sure, I have some interesting things to share, but I'm almost adding to noise at that point. But again, if, if I don't mind it, but business is what I feel like I can actually help people with the most right now. Yeah. What will you be sharing with us at the summit? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take uh, everybody through a, like a five-point breakdown of what I've done over the past five years and what I've, you know, in terms of here's how my website was in in 2017 or 18 versus 2023. Here are the changes I made, you know, average booking price back then versus now. Love it. And then break down through how I used to answer emails or the, you know, how I used to generate leads or not generate leads or how um, I used to uh, do the The sales call itself or the discovery call, whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it, when I was talking to people, you know, uh, how I used to manage my files or split up my time. So, there, you know, how I used to manage my time and stuff. So, there's a, a bunch of different comparisons. And I think what will be helpful for attendees is to see that it's not just one magic thing that you do that allows you to be successful and stuff. It's all of these small things adding up to being a complete a fully operational machine and that he had that up to be a big thing. Right. And then I could, you don't have to do everything perfectly. Like you said before, Ben, Mm -hmm. um, Everyone screws up uh, when it's photographing. Everyone screws up in business, too. It's okay if, if your website sucks right now. We all had a sucky website at some point, but th- there's ways to, um, to make that change. So I'll be showing those uh, different topics and, and the different things that I've done because I feel like what I used to do in the past is what probably a lot of people We're are still, still trying to do now. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll show that it's possible. It's possible to get over the fear of oh my God, this copywriting is so expensive. I've never, because again, it's so hard for worth a, artists every penny. and people who have a bit of egos, like you said, to let go of something like that. And they've never paid six, seven, eight, whatever thousand dollars for someone to write through a website. And that seems outrageous because I've always done it myself. And, and you know that, why would I spend that money? But so I help people hopefully get over the fear of investing in themselves. Mm-hmm. Like that. scared money. Don't make money. <laughs> Wu-Tang <laughs> was the, Oh, Wu-Tang. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was going to ask you, who said that?
1: <laughs> and with that, thank but you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> We're
3: going
0: to end with Wu-Tang. <laughs>
1: we'll end with the Wu-Tang. Yeah. Thank you, Mike, yeah. for coming this out was, today. Thank you, thank you so, so much for joining us. us.
3: Some uh, some awesome, for bringing us along your, your, your journey, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, hopefully you guys all learned a lot. I,
0: I know you guys learned a lot. We got a lot of a uh, lot of knowledge bombs dropped today.
1: Yeah. Are you focused AF, Mike?
4: Uh, I'm Sony, so of course. The <laughs> <world>. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I think that was a dig on Nikon, y'all. Oh, well, there we go. This <laughs> is this is the, this is the like Sony coming so. back, you guys. <laughs> you guys got the lamp on here, so it's helping. Turn that thing off. So just, like, this is this the Sony is the side. The Sony side. The, I was podcast. by myself for a long time because they all shoot Nikon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I honestly didn't even feel like we were recording something. This is. Yeah. Just, yeah. This awesome. is the vibe that we want. Yeah. yeah. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, so Mike, where can we find you? How, how can our uh, listeners uh, find out where
4: I'm you're right heading now? <laughs> <laughs> leave the bad jokes to me, okay? <laughs> um, Mike Swatsky Photography on Instagram, uh, MikeSwatsky.com for web. We're going to leave those yeah. links in the show notes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. Thank you guys for listening. If you would like to follow us on Instagram for some behind the scenes and highlights and clips of this episode, follow us at, at Focus.af. And you can check out our website at focus dash af.com
0: yes and then also you guys can also download this episode and all future episodes on spotify stitcher apple google wherever you guys download your podcast on that note are you guys focused af we're focused af focused af i am I, focused i'm AF. pretty focused af all right guys thank you guys so much for joining us we'll see you guys next time Bye bye Focus AF is a fun business focused podcast for wedding creatives.
1: Co-hosted by award-winning husband and wife wedding photography teams, Ben and Karis. And Jen and Roe, where we help fellow wedding creatives with their sales and marketing.
3: With laid back conversations and real talk with some of our most favorite people in the universe.
1: And with that being said, are you Focused AF?
3: I am Focused AF today. We are Focused
1: AF.
0: I
3: think I might be Focused AF.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Focus AF Podcast.